Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guests are Eric Sitch and John Cakes Conjurer, 38 years of combined volunteer and career experience, both backstep firefighters in Lexington County, South Carolina, and Columbian Engine Company members back home in Rockland County, also known as Department 17. This is my first ever dual interview, and it was a good one. With that, I present Mr. Eric Sitch and John Cakes Conjura. Uh, John Conjura, um, pretty much. Uh, I was born in the firehouse. My, uh, my, I'm a fourth generation fireman. Um, you know, uh, my nephews joined two after me, so we have five generations in the fire service. So I pretty much came out the womb and right to the fire service. You know, I grew up there. You know, my entire life. When I was a kid, funny enough, when I was a kid, my punishments, I never got grounded. I got grounded from going to the firehouse, you know, that was my punishments when I was a kid. So I pretty much, you know, I grew up around the firehouse and was at the firehouse my entire life and still am to this day. All right. Fourth generation. Uh, you say fourth generation or fifth? Fourth. But we, fourth. my nephews, my nephews joined. So now we got five generations. Now you got yeah, five. So. Okay. Okay. You talking about yeah. uh, Sh- uh, Sharif? Yeah, Sharif. Yeah, my nephew. He's a fireman in uh, Connecticut. Gotcha. Awesome. All right. And Eric, yourself? Uh, I was also born into it. Uh, Eric Sitch. Um, I was at the firehouse pretty often, like like Cakes. We, we were there all the time just because of our, our families. My dad was already a captain in the late 70s, so by the time I was old enough to join – he was kind of out of the whole interior, unfortunately. But, you know, I had my, my godfather as well. Um, he was one of those old guys uh, that went, when he spoke, everybody listened to him. He was a two-time ex-chief and all that. So I was, I was really excited to be able to follow in their footsteps. I would say one of the, the main things that a lot of people won't give credit to would be like the Explorer program. Cause when I was younger, I, I loved it. I, as soon as I turned 14, I, uh, I started doing that and I, I'll definitely give my Explorer post a lot of credit Explorer post 44 out of Rockland. Cause they produced some pretty quality firemen ranging from, you know, career firemen across the country, as well as, you know, officers in volunteer departments back home. But. Okay. All right. Um, so with that being said, uh, I met John when I joined, um, Rockland Hook and Ladder, even though John was on the Columbian Engine Company. Uh, Eric, how did you find your way to Department 17? So, funny enough, when when this was all going down, because I, I joined in 2005, and it was still a little bit shaky as far as uh, junior firemen, and my parents lived in Tallman, but they would only except members 18 and older and they didn't have a junior program. So when I found out that the Colombians where, you know, family pretty much where, where my family's from, it was, it was a no brainer cause they were accepting 16 year olds and everybody there was already uncle John and uncle Bob. So it was, it was home for me. I mean, there was no way I was going anywhere else. 
Okay. All right. So originally you could have been part of uh, the two O department, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, so you're both with Lexington County Fire Services in South Carolina. Um, yes. What would you uh, actually, before I start that question, uh, tell us a little bit about the fire service there, like how many stations, uh, how many personnel, amount of calls that you roughly run. It doesn't have to be exact, but just tell us a little bit about Lexington, Lexington County for those that don't know. Yeah, we got uh, we got 26 stations cover uh, almost about 800 square miles. I think last year you did 20, 22,000 calls. Um, I mean, we, we have a crazy mixture. We have, you know, we have a rural area where there's nothing out there. Um, we have a metro area. Then we, you know, and anything like the South, they'll, you know, you have all these pop-up neighborhoods going up, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of growth. Um, it's a lot of, you know, people getting used to how many people moved here. And I mean, we hear it all the time. It's like you damn Yankees. It's pretty funny. We laugh about it all the time. Um, we just tell them, Hey, we're just making you better. I mean, so, the uh, you know, I tell them all the time. I joke when I'm like, Hey, you guys lost the war years ago, but I tell you right now, if we had it again, you guys would probably win. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, but no, it's very, it's, 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 it's a growing department. It's very young. Um, we have a lot of young officers, a lot of young, you know, uh, people getting into positions and learning the craft and the roles and everything. But I mean, it, it's going good. We got a lot of good, uh, our chief is a, a great guy. Uh, he's very, he's, he's the smartest guy I've ever met, you know, worked for as a chief. Um, so it's, it's good. We have a good mix. You know, we have a lot of great guys, you know, it's, 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 it's young, but it's, we have a lot of great guys, very aggressive and, you know, everybody, the good thing is everybody knows the responsibilities we have, you know, you know, we have a uh, uh, truck uh, assignments on when you arrive and everything. So everybody knows the playbook and everybody sticks to the playbook and it, it works out well. It's, it's a good mixture. This, this department really is a, a big melting pot because we do have a lot of uh, quote unquote Yankees. We'll go with Northerners. I feel like that's a little better, but the, there's a mixture of from, you know, from Maine all the way down to Florida. I mean, there's guys from everywhere. So to be able to combine and you have prior service guys and you have green guys. So the the mixture that is is forming in lexington really really is awesome because you're getting training uh training styles from all over the country so it's it's really really cool to see some of the stuff we learn because it like i said it comes from all over right right okay um so what uh station are you assigned to eric i'm at station five south congaree okay and you john I'm at Station Four, Boiling Springs. Okay, and both your ranks. Uh, firefighter EMT. Okay, so <laughs> so, so, so uh, nobody's riding the front yet. Nobody's captain. Nobody's driving. Uh, I just started driving. I'm working on my driver's packet now. So, um, you know, some, some days, some days I'm the backseat fireman, and some days I'm riding up front. You know, working on my packet with my captain and everything. So. Okay. All right. Um, Lexington so, sounds like a pretty busy area. I've never, I've only heard, I've never been, but 22, about 22,000 calls for 26 stations. That, that's, that's pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some stations are obviously busier than others, but you'll have that anywhere that has a, an urban section and a rural section. 
Right, right. Okay. Um uh do you guys do PDAs? Uh aka predetermined assignments or yeah, we have a we have the playbook. Um so with our playbook, it's you know, it states, you know, first do engines, fire attack, second do engine is uh, water supply, third do engine is uh is search, fourth do is uh writ, and then fifth do is support. And then, you know, if you throw a ladder truck in the mixture, you know, we just got to, you know, it's the playbook. You can kind of variate. So if a ladder truck shows up first or third or whatever, you can pretty much play out the playbook and just try to make it work. But it's 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 a predetermined thing for everybody to make sure that they do their job, which it works out well because you don't have to do the old command doesn't have to think like, OK, I need this done, this done. They already know when they're showing up. Hey, we're fire attack. Hey, we're third dude. We're going to go to search. You know, we're going to manpower staging, you know, so it's it works out well. OK. All right. Uh, so what would you say or what would both of you say um, is the culture like within uh, Lexington County? I would say, again, like I said, since it's such a, a big melting pot, the, the culture is definitely um so so we have like the the older i don't know how else to work but we have like the older generation mm -hmm. and and then you also have like uh this younger generation that's just that's just hungry for knowledge so you have these guys that you know i'll just name drop here we're fortunate enough to be close enough to the soda city training guys where we have a lot of opportunities to work with them and uh, you know we work hand in hand with, you know, Irma and West Columbia. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of names there. Like I, I know you just had uh, Mark and Casey on there, uh, you know, uh, past couple shows or, Oh shit. Did you not have Mark on yet? Uh, Oh no, no, not yet. Not yet. Oh, all right. Well, edit that part out and I'll just say Casey. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Good, I, I know you are going to talk to him. I just, yeah. uh, whoops, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but, you know, we have we're, we're like I said, we're fortunate enough to have a lot of um, resources outside of just the fire service, the, our fire service that we can train with. And like I said, there's we have a lot of guys that, that just want to train, train, train and just just perfect the craft. So as far as the culture, you have a lot of guys that just can't wait to learn more and do more and just want to progress through the ranks. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything in life. If you want to do it, you're going to go do it. If you want to be a piece of shit, you're going to be a piece of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, you figure that out real fast on like who wants to do it and who, you know, wants to be here, you know? Yeah. Who's got the quote about you got the, the squatters, the renters and the, uh, mm -hmm. the, owners. the owners. Yep. Yep. You know? Okay. So, but, All right. Um, what, uh, what kind of schedule do you, do you guys work? 24-48s. 24-48, okay, all right. I'm, I'm shocked. I, I thought I was going to hear 48-96. It seems to be a growing trend down in South Carolina. Yeah, no, there's been, there's been uh, uh, the departments around this all went to it. There is a discussion about it,
What would you say, um, what keeps you two personally invested to stay positive and loving this job? Because we all know ebbs and flows, different seasons, how this how this job, how this profession, I'm sorry, can can get to us. So what keeps both of you guys like motivated to to stay charged? I mean, I'm a very positive person anyway, and I like to have my positivity like, you know, go to other people. So, I mean, I like I like to be a good hype man. I like to, you know, get in there. Like I walk in the morning and I'm already, you know, going a thousand miles a minute and they're all like looking at me like, what's the matter with you? And it's just like, just the way I am, just the way I... He's like I, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Like the fireman version. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the way I am, just hard charge all the time. You know, I even, you know, I do plumbing on the side and I'm always hustling and doing things and... You know, I, I more or less, I, you know, you just got to be just positive, just go into it with a positive attitude. And hey, if something happens, hey, you got to remember, we didn't cause this. We didn't do it. You know, we're just here to help them and, you know, just, you know, feed off your guys around you, you know. And if all of a sudden you see like a situation where, you know, everybody's down in the dumps, you know, just, hey, let's start a dance party in the middle of the firehouse. Let's do it. You know, it's just it's more about the positive attitude and having the outlook on life of just like, you know, I love myself. I'm going to love everybody and we're going to get this done together and we're just going to go with it. Right. Okay. All right. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't sure how this was going to come up, but uh, a lot of us being down here, um, I would say that we probably, uh, made a promise to ourselves because because the plan was to come down here with uh obviously you know the story but you know the plan was to come down here with jared we were all going to come down here take the test together and kind of like start our lives over and then march kind of fucked that all up so to to be able to to do this for him and and say that you know we're career firemen and you know he's always with us he's on both of our helmets you know he's on both of our fucking he's on both of our pickup trucks like he's always with us so be able to come down here and say that we're doing it for him really it it feels good i mean it really you feel it in your heart every day you know we miss him every day but he was he was a part of he was a part of us back home and we brought him down here with us so it's just it's crazy to think we went from a, a small town department in in Rockland where you know we we were kind of we weren't really on the map we you know we were in a suburb of the city so I mean basically in New York like if you're not in the city you know no no one pays any attention you know and then now we're down here and we're career firemen it's it's crazy just hearing myself say that like it's incredible I definitely never thought I was going to be an EMT that's that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I take it you're just, you're all EMT basics pretty much. That is correct. Okay. All right. Nothing wrong with that as, um, my department, we are as well, but I know a couple South Carolina departments, uh, you know, some of them have a paramedic program. Yeah. So we actually just started implementing a, a pro pay for paramedics. Uh, I believe, uh, I don't think that far ahead because I just I really, really like being a fireman mm -hmm. and I just I, I'd hate to be a paramedic and be a bad one. So. OK, no, I get that. Um, I'm not really a fan. I know that there they were talks in my department about maybe starting that, but I'm I'm good with just being a basic. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not into the whole paramedic thing myself, so I can totally agree with you on that one. I don't, I don't agree with pushing someone out of their comfort zone. As far as 
you know, listen, if you're a, and uh, I forgot who was talking about it on one of your, on one of your shows, but like, if you're a really good fireman and you just keep honing your craft and, and being a good fireman and doing everything you can to become a better fireman and you just have no desire to drive or you, you don't have the, you, you just don't have the ambition to, to be more than that. It's okay to be a really good fireman without moving up. Oh, if you yeah. don't want to move up, I would hate for somebody to move up and not want to do it and then be a bad officer or bad driver because their focus was on being a good fireman. So that, that I, again, you've talked about it before, but like that, that push to promote, like, you know, keep promoting, keep promoting, keep promoting. Listen, if somebody's a good fireman and they're not showing the signs that they're they're ready to move up don't don't push them just because of time and grade it doesn't make any sense to me yeah no i agree i agree with you 100 there's some people that say you no know, you know you should always be one level above your comfort zone now I, I feel like it's up to the individual if the individual wants to be a backstep fireman for the rest of their career then let them be a kick-ass backstep fireman like there's no there's no rush or like everybody has a place in this fire service. You, you, I'm sure you both get what I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do have a question though. How did, out of all the places, how did Lexington County in South Carolina come about? Like, cause there's, oh. <laughs> there's a couple of you that have, have, have gone that way. So yeah. So like, right now, right now there is 13 of us, almost going to be 14 of us from <laughs> County that are firemen in Lexington starting this week. Um, you know, I know there's a few guys from Nyack that are out in Hanahan. There's a few guys in Georgetown, stuff like that. Uh, pretty much uh, Pat McKiernan came down <laughs> here to take some tests and he got on Lexington and then, of course, like our friend moved here. So we all came down here to hang out with him and stuff. And then we were like, oh, this ain't bad. And then we started discussing it. And then it just, you know, they were looking for guys. I mean, we're still looking for guys. I mean, every every fire service in the United States is hurting for guys. Right. It's not it's not it's no, you know, secret. You can't go to some place and somebody will tell you can't apply. You know, we're full. Nobody's not going to do that to you, you know. Yeah. Um. So it, it pretty much just worked out. I mean, Pat was here. Here he had, you know, here he had stuff set up. And we got here and was like, all right, let's do this. And that's pretty much how it went. And then we just, you know, brought our friends to the party. Yep. And we still will. Anytime they post an application, we share it on Facebook and hope that somebody else from Rockland reaches out. Yeah. I mean, the place, the the problem is the place, like uh, the place that we grew up is not the place that it is now. And like, you know, I'm married. I got two beautiful kids and I was just looking at like, when my kids grow up, they're not going to a be afford, able to afford anything. B, this is not going to be the place they're going to move. So I'm, I mean, I'm in the part of my life where I'm like, I can do this now. And my wife, you know, my wife was fine with it. I was like, all right, let's do it. So we just we did it. Yeah, no, you're you're definitely right on the whole living in Rockland. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh... I mean, you, you lived there, you grew up there. You know, what I'm saying like you you know it. I mean. I know when's the last time you've been back there, but if you went back there, you'd be like, oh my God. Like anytime I have to go back for a wedding or a family event or something like that, I can only take about four days. And, and I'm like, ready. all right, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Long weekends, not not bad, you know. <laughs> but other than that, you know, it's it's not the place that, you know, we knew and you know, it's just it's not it's not changing for the better by nah, any means. It's not, oh. and it's not gonna you look up any news article about anything in I don't care. I'll say it. in Ramapo, New York, that mm-hmm. whole area, you, you'll 
not going to find a good news article about it. You know, and a lot um, of guys down here, they, a lot of guys down here, they ask us like, why, you know, this and that. And then we try to explain it to them. And then they, they look at us like we're crazy. And then we say, here, watch this, look <laughs> up this, look up that. And then they go, oh, all right. <laughs> that's crazy. We're like, yeah, that's the norm now. Right. Right. Well, unfortunately, you're right. That is the norm yeah. up there. Uh, John, I do have a question. How come Kenny never came down? Oh, my brother, he's, you know, he's big chief up there and stuff. And I mean, he's got, <laughs> he's been at the same job for, I don't know, like 16 years now. So he's like totally invested in, you know, uh, retiring from that. I mean, eventually once his arthritis kicks in at about the age 60, he'll be down here. when <laughs> He's he already take, got it. He's, he can't take the uh, cold weather anymore. So, <laughs> but now uh, he, you know, he's up there living life. I mean, he's got a small Brady bunch of a family. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and funny enough, his one son is going. He's starting recruit school Monday down here with me. So, oh wow, okay, yeah. okay, that's, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, for his son, yeah, his son's starting recruit school uh, Monday. So he's like, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, you know my uncle. I'm like, all right, Bob, you come down, I'll take care of you. Okay, so he's doing good though. Okay, good, good deal, good deal. Um, my my next question for both of you is, um, do you feel like the training and the experience um, from Department 17, how has it translated down into Lexington County? Like um, pretty much like the, the pride that we have from coming up north, did that, did that I'm sure it definitely transferred over down here. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, up there, you know, we were I mean, you know, we were in the Columbians. And when that blue truck pulled up, we were off that truck in 30 seconds. We were we were hard charging. I mean. So coming down here, you know, maybe even sometimes harder than yeah, we could have been. <laughs> I mean, coming coming down here, you know, you just bring that same attitude with you and, you know, you know, you just do what you did up there and you come down, you translate down here. I mean, sometimes some people look at you like a little crazy, but I mean, like we had all types of crazy houses and construction up there and, you know, all this other stuff that gave us the experience and, you know, and, you know, how many dead bodies have been to and searches and just the life experience that we had up there to come down here, even though like we're young firemen down here, but our experience and everything we see in our lives really trans transition to like, you know, we came down here and they were able to like put us places because they know like, all right, these guys already have experience. We know they're young in Lexington, but like they'll, they'll be able to help our guys out. You know, the biggest thing I had to learn down here was fighting the rural uh, woods fires. Okay. That's a whole new game for me. I'm used to concrete, you know, concrete jungle with fire hydrants every 500 feet. Mm-hmm. Now we're dealing with dump tanks and tanker runs and brush fires and, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, you know, that aspect of it, I had to learn. But the rest of it, pulling up to a job, pulling a line, you know, doing doing down dirty stuff, you know, it really, you know, it was pretty much natural to me for doing it for so many years. But also trains into helping like other guys of like, hey, we can put these guys together because, you know, this guy already has experience. We know he's younger, but he'll be able to help us out in a, in a positive way. The, the biggest thing was, you know, coming down here and, and having that experience. It, it's still day one. You know, you come down here and you you don't know what you don't know. So the biggest thing was was being humble about it. We didn't come down here acting like we knew everything. We just we just did everything we were supposed to do. And I mean. If people saw that we knew what we were doing, that's fine. But it wasn't like we came down here bragging about it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of northerners get that that bad rep of like they come down. Oh, back home we used to do this way. 
me and Eric, we go that thing. We don't say that. Mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. say like, you know, my old apartment I used to be in, you know, I don't ever sit there in front of the room because there are some guys like that. I mean, I'm sure you dealt with people over the years like, hey, back home, we did it this way, you know, and they try to change it to back home. Right. And it's like, well, that's not that's not the pace they're at. A and B, it, this is not you're not in the same area anymore. You have to adapt to what, you know, what's, you know, where you're working now and see like, you know, you might have a great idea like, hey, did you guys ever do this before? No. Well, I've, I've ran a call like this before and maybe we should really look into something you know, trying to pre-plan this or look at it a little bit differently because I've been in a situation before and I, you know, and it's either gone well, you know, or it's gone, you know, bad. So, I mean, with that, with that transition, you just gotta be, I mean, you gotta be humble. You can't, you can't come in with a, you know, a jerk attitude that I've been doing this for this long and this is how we did it back home. Don't be that guy. You know what I'm saying? Go in there, learn how they do it, adapt to it, and then throw your own mix into it. I mean, they can teach you whatever they want to teach you, but you remember what you learned, what they taught you and kind of make a mixture of it and get on the same playing field with everybody. You know, you got to play by the playbook. Yeah. Instead you know, of This it, isn't a single person game. This is a team. So yeah. instead of, oh, this is how we did it back home. It was like, you know, hey, that's a cool way. But look at this. Here's another way to do it. So there's always there's always going to be a way. There's never the way there's plan A, B, C, D, E, F. It. It doesn't, it doesn't matter as long as it works for you and it's effective. So you can't come down here and think that like, oh, this is how we do it. Cause this is how we did it back home. I mean, I'm, I'm really just repeating cakes, but th- the biggest thing is, you know, understanding that there's more than one way to do it. And some guys really need to see that. Absolutely. Okay. Well said, well said. Um, what are your ultimate goals, whether short-term or long-term? Well, like right now I'm, I'm working on my, uh, on my driver's packet. So, you know, I'll have that hopefully done in the next few months. And then I got to be a driver for like three years before I promote to captain. I mean, uh, you know, back in my volunteer company, I, I mean, six both went to the captain position and I tell you what I did for three years. It was my favorite position. Greatest job I, in the whole world. I, I love being captain. I mean, I, I mean, ultimate goal is for me to be captain. I don't think I'm going to make battalion chief or any of that stuff. You never know. But I mean, well, I'd like to be, be the read. Yeah, I would like to be <laughs> captain um, because I, I really like to make decisions. I'm very good in stress situations, adapting and overcoming. I'm very good at at leading guys and hoping, putting people, for, you know, putting where people need to be put. Um I think, I think captain position is the best position in the fire service because you get to play, you get to be in charge, you get to set things up the way you want to and train the guys, you know, and make sure everybody's on the same page. You know, it, it's it's really the best position. And anybody that's captain that says, oh, my God, this is terrible. I mean, the paperwork side of it, that's probably the worst part about it. Or, you know, <laughs> writing something, you know, that's probably the time. The paperwork always gets everybody. It's like, oh, my God, you know, but, you know, you have these guys that are, Great administrative wise, you have guys that are great firefighters, you know, to find the mix of those two together, you know, you'll find it in a few people, not most. All right, Eric. I would say I would yeah, I would say I'm probably about the same. So right now, uh being at, at five, I have a probationary firefighter that's at the firehouse with us. So I'd I'd much rather focus on trying to help him get through his probation. Uh I was in the same uh driver operator class as as Cakes. So I didn't, I haven't got to drive as much as him. Uh, he was able to, uh, finish his, uh, finish his initial packet to, to open up his engineer packet. 
And right now I'm really trying to focus on, on my, uh, on my proby and, you know, make it cause he's, he's pretty green. So, uh, the, the big thing is, is making him everything that he can be. And that kind of goes back into the whole captain aspect. Like when you're, when you're captain, like you have the ability to, to mold your guys, you know, you have the ability to, to make the, the guys, the guys that you want to follow you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's huge. Like in the Colombians, obviously it was a little bit different because it was a volunteer department. So I would say on the admin side, it was not nearly as much as it would be here in Lexington, but I would, I would definitely love to wear a red shield or a red helmet again. Okay. Uh, I just want to clarify when that way people know. So they're like, what is this guy talking about? So when Eric says cakes, he's talking about John. (laughs) My nickname is cakes. If you actually, a lot of people know me as cakes and my wife actually hates it, but it's so funny because (laughs) I think that's what makes it even better. I'll introduce myself as my regular name and they'll look at me and be like, Hey, I'm cakes from Shreya. They're like, Oh shit. You're cakes. Like, yes, the famous cakes. Half the stories (laughs) are true. The rest of them are awesome. Um, but you know, yeah, no, this is my nickname. I've had it for, I don't even know, 16, 17 years now. So, forever. yeah, so a lot of people know me as Cake. So it's my, that's my nickname in the firehouse. It has been for a long time. So okay. anybody ever gets lost in Rockland County, go to a firehouse, tell them, you know, Cakes, they'll, they'll bring you right in. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just have to clarify that. Um, yeah. But no, yeah. But no, but no, I get it. I get it. I mean, you two, you know. And then that, that's always a, a debate. Like people always say, well, what's the best role in the fire service? And you hear an array of different answers. And it's always either between company officer or driver. I'm more towards the driver, but um, that's kind of where I'm aspiring to go. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see, you know, how, how, how that goes and whatnot. But um, I tell you what, the driver position, the chauffeur position is probably the most important position in the fire service because he can make or break the fire. I mean, right. I've been I, when I before I was a, an officer up north, I was a driver after I was I became like the number one driver and I drove all the time. And it's you know, it's it's the most I, I think personally from driving so much and driving to big incidents and driving the fires that the chauffeur position is probably the most important thing, because if he messes up or he doesn't get you water fast enough, he doesn't position the truck right for the leaving room for the, for the tower ladder, ladder truck, or the next new engine. Um, I'm telling you, the, the chauffeur's spot is probably the most important position on the fire ground, and a lot of people might disagree with me with that, but I think it is the most important thing. So it's definitely a great thing to strive for to be you know, a good chauffeur because there's some people out there that they love it and they're really good at it, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and it's and, and you know, it's one of those things. Any job you want to do in the fire service, you want to be great at it. So yeah. Did you get to the point where you were driving at the Rocklands or, or you left before that? And no, you left I, as a firefighter. I, I left before there. I left before. That. And I always like regretted that, hate that. But I mean, you know, it, everything happens for a reason. So absolutely. I'm sure you're happier down here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm kind of like, uh, well, I guess both of you, but definitely I, I agree with what John said. Like if I go up there, it's like, okay, I'm here for a couple days and then I'm ready to get the fuck out of there. I mean, yeah. I, don't, don't get me wrong. I love being a northerner. I love being a Yankee, but the area <laughs> has changed so much. And it's just like, ugh, 
<laughs> I yeah, mean, that's, that's exactly. the only way I can describe it. It's just like, oh, I'm ready to go. When you got guys like my dad who was like, oh, I remember when I used to swim in Lake Suzanne. Oh, I used to work for the town and we would pull shopping carts out of there. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just trying to remember, like, because, like, you were only in Rocklands for, like, three years, I think, right? Or something like that? Yeah, two or three years. Yeah, because I think I think the first fire, I mean, you worked together was uh, Avalon Gardens, that, that townhouse fire. It was. It was. And granted, I wasn't allowed to do anything because I was still green. But I yeah. remember distinctively, man, watching you and your brother fucking kick ass. And in my head, I was <laughs> you know like, you know what? I, I remember that job like it was yesterday because we got there. We weren't even on our Columbia truck. We were on the Rockland truck because we were we were right on Main Street. I remember getting there and the door was locked. And I looked at my brother and said, oh, man, the door's locked. All right. We forced entry, went up there with the line, started on fire. I started banging out a search, um, thinking, you know, hey, if the door is deadbolted, there's somebody inside. And that thing, that fire was that fire was going good. I remember doing a search of that. I mean, it's in a duplex condo complex. And, you know, it's a lot to do. And I remember during the day, so there was only four or five of us there. And it was John mm-hmm. Wayne's time, which is my mm-hmm. favorite time. What year was it? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh... oh six. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, if I remember correctly, I think it came in as an automatic fire alarm. It came in as a fire alarm. Yeah. And, I, you know, a lot of people complain about fire alarms, but I'm like, man, I'm telling you, I've been to probably 30, 40 jobs that came out as fire alarms and got upgraded right, right, right away. Or like you're pulling down the street, like, is there smoke coming from that building? Oh, hell yeah. It's game time. You know? Oh, oh six. I probably could have been there too. I might've yeah. been in school. I really so, don't remember. But, uh, yeah. Um, no, but like I said, I distinctly remember it and I was like, wow, like these two right here, they're some jam up. Cause I was new. I was green to the fire service. Yeah. And I remember, because I, I still have the news article, and uh, yeah, I think one of the pictures was, I think one of you guys were on the roof or something like that. I can't remember. No, we never made. Uh, let me say something. Well, if you I've were been, with the Rocklands, maybe. I, I, I've been in the fire service 21 years, engine company my entire time. I've cut one roof at a structure fire in 21 years. One roof. And that was on a mutual aid call, because we got there like third due. And it was like, go cut the roof. I get to cut the roof today? All right, look at me, I'm a truckie. Got to do that one in uh, Hillcrest, that like, yeah. school. And so, then... But yeah, I mean, I, growing up, and, and you know, my brother's my twin brother, so like, growing up, we joined the firehouse together. I mean, we've put out so much fire together. It was, and it was always a great feeling because you know we were on the same page with stuff. So it was right. like it was really cool. And uh, if it, nobody ever experienced like having a twin brother or fighting a fire with your brother, like and knowing like you guys are on the same page, you know, it, it's it's. It's pretty awesome. I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know my brother misses me. I know he does. He won't tell me this, but I know he does. <laughs> uh, with that being said, do you ever think Rockland County will go to like a part time status? You think they will forever remain volunteer? One hundred percent. I mean, I think eventually they're gonna have to. I mean, I've also been saying that for like fifteen years now, and it hasn't happened. Um. I mean, I I think at one point they're going to have to, whether they do like duty crews or they do like, you know, three man firehouses throughout the county that just, you know, run all over the place. But uh-huh. I mean, eventually, I mean, I, I hate to say that the, you know, the volunteer service is not what it used to be. I mean, people, 
people don't want to volunteer time. You know, they have too much stuff to do. I mean, even though everybody, what's in it for me? Yeah, what's, what's in it for me? What do I get? You know, the new generation's coming up. It's they're more or less, you know, about doing things, cool things and this and that. Us, we were like ready to go to fires and go to fire coals and hang out with our friends. And I mean, the new generation, I mean, it's video games, it's video games, <laughs> this, that it's, you know, taking pictures to show people where they are, you know, and status of life. Um, I mean, you'll see more and more every place they're going to more paid people. I mean, it's just, people don't want to volunteer anymore, even though volunteer firefighters, you know, save, you know, save people hundreds of millions of dollars a year and taxes and everything. And I don't know. think Rockland is ready to pay what it would cost to have yeah. career firemen right. in, in any status, part-time or full-time. Like, right. I don't think they realize how much the, the taxes will jump and they're already crazy high. So, so I, like I said, it's been a minute since I've been back, but are you telling me to this day, to this day, uh, or ugh, still to this day that these uh, volunteer members, they have pagers and they're dropping what they're doing and they're running blue lights to the firehouse to get the truck out. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Damn. That's- I used to, so I used to work for the, I used to work for town of Rampo. So if there was anything ever like in the mutual aid, if there was like, a fire in Tallman or Muncie or Hillcrest or any, anything in the Rampo area. Like I, I basically have permission to take the town truck. So you have a lot of, I know in North Jersey, they all have that too. Like the, like town DPW employees, as, as long as they, uh, you know, check in with their boss, they're, they're allowed to go. So that, that really helps a lot of the rocking departments. But aside from the DPW guys, like it's tough to get manpower during the day. And I know okay. every department's hurting when it yeah, comes to like that, now, but. now, now a lot of departments up there, they're running, you know, just a general fire alarm. They're running like two different towns or three towns together just to get yeah. out during the day. I mean, cause yeah. You, you, A&A, AMA has become like commonplace now. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. But I mean, I'm crazy enough. When I go back up there, I still drive the truck and ride the truck. I make sure I get my physical and everything every <laughs> year so I can still, when I go up there, still do fireman stuff. You know, it's like you really went up for vacation and you went to 20 fire calls this weekend. I was like, yeah, it was great. I loved every minute of it. But the the last time I went home before I moved to station five, I was at a, a slower station <laughs> and I went home and I caught two car fires and ran. I don't even know how many calls. It was great. It was, you know, because there's certain aspects that you miss about back home. And like when you're a Colombian, once you leave New York, that's one of the aspects you miss. Like there's nothing like, there's nothing like saying like, Hey, I'm a Colombian. It, right. It's a great feeling, especially right. when you grew up in it and, and it means more to you than just that. That's your fire department. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'll get back on the script side here. Um, in both your opinions, what key elements or factors do you think are needed to make a good firefighter regardless of rank? You want to go first? Oh, okay. I'll go first. The, you know, you need to have the ability. So there, there's two things that I think play a huge role into being a good fireman. And one of them is listening that's the biggest one and and being able to adapt to change so if if you're not willing to listen if you make a mistake and you already think you know what you're doing you're already behind the eight ball it's okay to make a mistake but if you're not willing to accept that you're 
you're not doing the right thing and you want to just be bullheaded and, and think that you're doing it right, you're going to get somebody hurt. So you have to be able to listen. And it, and it, I'm not saying to an officer, uh, chief type or other, you need to be listening to everybody, you know, like just because somebody is just a fireman doesn't mean that they, they can't help you. I mean, everybody knows something that somebody else doesn't know. And I know that that's a stupid sounding statement, but not everybody looks at everything the same way. Right. So like, if you see blue, right. And they see red. Okay. You, you can show them blue and they can show you red. And then you both have new knowledge of something that you wouldn't have had if you hadn't listened to them. And then what was it? Oh, and then adapting to change. Like just, just because, and, and this will go back to what we were talking about before, but like, just because you already have experience doesn't mean you know everything and you'll never know everything. And it, if you get to the point where you think you know everything, then it's probably time to retire. Because as we all know, the fire service is a, is ever evolving. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, that's the yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, man, you know, it's, 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 it's always changing right, and, and right. it's always going to be that way. It's, it's never going to be the same building construction is always going to be changing for better and or for worse. It, it really all depends wh- whose, whose perspective you're looking at it from, but I don't know. I just kind of lost my train of thought. Cakes, you got anything? Uh, I mean, to make a good fireman, I mean, it's you, first of all, your attitude is probably one of the most is the biggest thing you have to have a good attitude. I mean, I always go back to attitudes and how you approach things, but I mean, you have to be a stitch that you have to be able to change. I mean, sometimes you're going to get a sucky assignment. You just suck it up, you know, and just get through it. And, you know, don't, don't say, Oh, well, this is bullshit. Just adapt to it. You know, try to make it better. I mean, the one thing I see, you know, from the younger firefighters and stuff like that is that a lot of them don't have any life experience. So like mm-hmm. when they get thrown into these roles, they don't have any life experience to like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Like, you know, it's 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 a lot of things of life experience, you know, getting out, you know, when you're younger, go work a hard job. I mean, because I mean firefighting, it, it's a hard job, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not like uh, you know, you're getting a phone call at eight o'clock at night that, hey man, I need you to come in. Or, right, you know, it's right. not it's not, you know, you have a schedule, you work it. I mean, it's more or less such, you know, being positive. Being adapt, being able to adapt, you know, just just have a good time. I mean, it's just it's a great time. Just go with it. Just no, like, I, I agree. I, mean, I agree. I mean, I'm sure we've all said it before, but we know who made it famous. I, if you're if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. is the greatest job in the world. If you come into work pissed off, once you get to work, you got to leave that at home. You know, because there's so much more when you get to work there. it It's not about you anymore. Right. So you got to be willing to, to, you know, be to be selfless. You know, it the the people that are hanging out the window don't care that, you know, you stubbed your toe yesterday when you were doing yard work. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I mean, that you know, we're all human, so we're all going to have moments where we come into work with our, you know, with a chip on our shoulder. But as long as you have a good crew that can realize that and like just deflect it 
you know, uh, crack a joke about something, make you forget it. That's what the fire service is all about. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you what, without, without the ability to accept dark humor, there, there'd be a lot of fucked up people in the fire oh, service. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Cause I'll, 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 you, you gotta be able to public, joke about the hard stuff. Yeah. The general public would, would think we're sickos the way we, we have dark humor, but it's our way of, of, of coping with it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta uh, have, gotta, gotta have that coping mechanism. Yeah. Whether that's, uh, good friends to talk to friends that, you know, do the same job you do that way you can relate or, uh, whatever stress relief that you do go to the gym. There's some sort of activity you like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta find something to, to, to let that stuff out. You can't let it eat you. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, in your opinion, what do you think the American fire service can improve on? Um, the blend between old and young, you know what I'm saying? Cause you'll always hear anywhere you go is these fucking old guys. And then you hear the old guys, <laughs> these fucking young guys, you know what I'm saying? At least you had one answer plan. Yeah. <laughs> you really, the, I I've seen it, you know, and you hear guys complain. Oh, look, I can't believe this department's doing this. It is literally the same circus, different clowns anywhere you go in the United States fire service right. or probably even the world. I'm, you know, but it's you need that blend between young and old where it needs to like work together because like find each other about it it, it doesn't work and you see it I mean you, I'm sure you see in your department you know where all of a sudden you have the old guy and you have the young guy and it's like bah, bah, you know and they bitch at each other about stupid stuff but that's that's like a, a big thing of the blend between the old and old and new guys just you know trying to like work together and maybe like hey you know I mean. Is it going to ever happen? Probably not. I mean, it's just around, you know, it's just the same old thing, but I mean, it's definitely one thing that needs to be like work on, you know, for the fire service to better themselves. So for me, it's probably, probably going to be a a fairly controversial answer, but I think we have to work on the quality because, and, and um, the, the quality of applicant or the quality of, of people we're accepting in the fire service, because there's a lot of people in this job that treat it like it's a nine to five. It, mm-hmm. they, it's just a job to them. Mm-hmm. It, if you don't love this job, then then you don't need to be here. Okay. It, it, it shouldn't be the guys that score the highest on the test. It shouldn't be the guy that's, and I'm not pointing at anybody. I'm just saying, but it shouldn't be the guy that's the most fit. It should be the guy that literally puts his heart and soul into this and has the passion to just want to do this forever. Or, or at least for, for the duration of his career, you know, like there's just way too many guys and you'll see this with like a lot of big city departments. We're not going to say any names obviously, but like where, where it's about getting their numbers, they need a certain number of this and a certain number of that. Oh, okay, great. We hired everything we need to hire now, you know, hire the rest, you know, it, it shouldn't be like that. Like the, the interview should really weed out a lot of people because you 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 can tell if someone wants to do this they're going to make it blatantly obvious if someone's just asking about the schedule and the pay like obviously the schedule is important and obviously people need a certain amount of money to you know make ends meet but that's not what it's about mm-hmm. you know we really gotta as a whole the fire service really just needs to think about is, is it worth it to have those numbers in the beginning like Oh, we, we, you know, we met our quota. We have enough to staff the trucks. And then 
after they come out of a recruit school and one year later they're like, yeah, this isn't for me. I mean, why waste, why waste the money on those six spots that those guys weren't really here? Cause they wanted to do it. They just wanted right. the paycheck. Right. Right. And, and it's, it's funny, funny, uh, Eric, you say that cause, uh, I don't know if you guys followed the company officer, but he put on there 13, it was like 13 hours ago. There are people that simply refuse to be happy. Your best bet is to eradicate them from your firehouse. If you don't, there are bound to be problems. Their disease will spread if you do not eliminate it. If your firehouse has a strong mission first culture, then protect it at all costs. And it goes back to, um, they were talking about how pretty much it's damn near impossible now to, to fire anybody. Oh you yeah. You know what I mean? Like it takes Absolutely. an act of Congress for a firefighter to get fired for, lack of performance not saying you know like if they do something blatantly wrong absolutely but just because like they suck you know there are departments out there that are they're just okay with that they're still gonna squeeze by they're gonna because it meets the numbers so that he's a body to fill a hole and yeah that's uh that's 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 one of the Major problems I see there. And like I said, not all departments. There are departments now that are taking a stand. A lot of chief officers that are like, hey, if this person doesn't cut it, you're allowed to. They're gone. No questions asked. You know, it is what it oh, is. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what we need because we're not paper pushers. We don't sit behind a cubicle. Like our job is completely different than the normal nine to five Monday through Friday. Yeah, they'll, I mean, they'll do that down here. They'll send certain guys with captains that are strong captains to, like, work with people. And, I mean, in any fire department, you got to do that. You got to take people that need help, and here's their weakness, and work on this. Let's build on this. You know what I'm saying? You don't ever want to just blatantly tell everybody, hey, if you're not doing your job, we're just going to fire you. You don't want people walking around at work on eggshells because they're worried about, oh, my God, if I do this, I'm going to get fired. Because right. anytime you get to a fire and you're worried about doing something wrong because you might get fired for it, you're not going to do anything, and then – the scene and anything else that goes wrong is is going to be fucked. So I tell people all the time, don't worry about if you know if we're doing something wrong. If we're doing if we're getting the job done, it happens. You know what I'm saying? It's it's one of those things that if we worry too much about what the rules are and all this other stuff, nothing's going to get done. Right. So. Um. So I have a question for both of you. This question, well, well, pretty much all the questions have gone to both of you. But um, you've uh, both of you, I'm assuming, have always been on an engine. So what happens where, if like where you're at now, they go, "Hey, um, we're going to sign you on a truck company." Are, are y'all going to be okay with that? Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that actually. So uh, <laughs> throughout probation, um, I, I started at a so right right when we came out of recruit school, I ended up. Uh, going to a, a tech station. It was a water tech station. And then uh, eventually a memo got put out that they want only techs at tech stations. So I got moved to a truck on the south end. And uh, it, it was kind of the same with the Columbians. You might, you might defend it as a Rockland, but you know that back home in Rockland, it didn't matter what kind of apparatus you were on. You could get there first. You could get there third. You might be up on the roof. You might be VESing. You might be on the first hand line in. So you have to be well versed in everything. So when I found out that I was going to a truck, I wasn't really upset. I mean, I was upset that I was leaving the house I was at. I really enjoyed that house and the crew that was there. But again, it all goes back to adapting. Like you know, are you still on the phone? Uh, he had cut oh. out for one oh. moment. Is he back? 
Yeah, I don't know. I was getting a phone call from I don't know some Long Island number, but uh, um, where where did it cut me out? Uh, you were talking about you just got moved out of the house that that you really liked. Uh, all right, I'll try to play off of that. I don't remember where I was, but um, yeah, I, you know, I I would have much rather stayed at the house I was at, but you know, did I? <laughs> sorry, did I say the part about uh having to be well versed in everything or yeah. not? I, I think I, I think you were getting there. Yeah. All right. Well, you you would know back in in Rockland, like you you, you have to be well versed. You cut out. <laughs> um, you have to be well versed in, in everything. It didn't matter whether you were, you, you didn't know whether you were going to be first do, third do, second do. Right. No matter what apparatus you got there on, you had to be able to VES. You had to be able to go up and ventilate. You had to be able to be on the first line in. So you had to know how to do everything. Whether you knew how to do it all well is you know to be determined but you had to know how to do at least a little bit of everything mm -hmm. so when i found out that i was going to the truck i wasn't really upset because like we were talking about before like you just got to adapt and this department gave me the opportunity to be a career fireman so i wasn't going to be mad that i was going to the truck i just adapted and overcame and i, I had a good time on the truck i had a couple decent fires down there but um I'm definitely happy at five excited to be helping with the pro B. I I got a great crew. So I'm, I'm pretty excited where I'm at. What about you kicks? Uh, well, I've been an engine guy my entire life. I love right. engine work. Uh, engine work is God's work. Um, <laughs> you know, you get the most excitement, you get the pole line to go inside, you know, I've been, you know, but I mean, doing trucky work is doing trucky work. You're going to cut a hole. You're going to force a door, you know, you're going to do, you know, throw ladders. I mean, you know, if you're a fireman long enough, you know how to do all that stuff. You just right. adapt to that. I mean, I tell people, I tell truckies all the time. I said, you know why truckies cut holes in roofs? So they can watch real firemen below them work. So, well, you know what they say. I, the I, engine... I, I, piss, I piss a lot of truckies off with that. Oh, no, we relieve the heat. Yeah, 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 yeah. You watch real firemen below you work. I know, boys. Thank you. Well, there's the engine, and then there's everything in support of the engine. Yeah. So, you know. Well, I mean, I, I, I will say, the engine does play a vital role because you got to put the fire out. So yeah. like I'm oh, one of those where the ladder chauffeur. Well, no, no, no. So, so, <laughs> so here's the thing, like technically I'm on a Quint cause uh, we have our own first do we have um, pre-connects and we have water. So, uh, and yeah, we, that, we, we run all, we run Quint's here too. Cause we don't have true trucks because if they pull up first, you got to put the fire out. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, like, like, uh, John, you said we have to be well versed in everything. So no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like give jabs here and there because I was on an engine company for like 14 years and then I decided oh, I want to do something different. So I decided to, you know, to get on the truck, but I mean, the, the fire has got to get put out and yeah. there, there are things that truckies do that. I was like, Oh, like, okay, this is like a different type of work and I respect it. So, um, I, I have no jokes. The, the only, the only jokes I always throw are, are to anybody that rides, uh, uh, heavy rescues or, or dedicated rescues. And, and I don't mean ambulances. I mean like the actual rescue guys, tech rescue, high angle, low angle. I give those guys 
so much shit, but I do appreciate what they do because I'm not doing half of that shit that, that they do. Yeah. But I just like to j- throw jabs at the rescue guys because they think that they're special. Oh, and when those guys to- are awesome though. They get to do everything. They get to right. do all the they all they do is get to play. Yeah. Right. Squad right. life, bro. Yeah, squad, squad life. Boy. Yeah, squad, squad life. <laughs> <laughs> at our, uh at my department, um, our rescue now, rescue one, it's at station five. So I, I have gave them the nickname of the Power Rangers. So like anytime like uh something big comes in that involves rescue, I always just shout out it's morphin time. And I'm imagining yeah. <laughs> all of them just like getting ready, you know, Power Ranger remote to go do what they gotta do. But no, seriously, the uh, I give those guys and uh, gals credit for water rescues, all that shit. Cause like but that's that's beyond my scope for sure. See, one thing I like about the rescue guys though is you know, they have that big dick mentality. They just come in slaying it and like, you know, hey, we're here to fuck shit up. And I I mean, me and on the engine, you got to have that same mentality, which, you know, everybody should have the mentality like, hey, I'm big dog here. We're going to do this, you know. Yeah, no, you, you have to have you have to have a certain a certain swag about you when you when you come into the shop, because like if you if you're like pretentious or very uh, shy, you're not going to get far. You got to be you got to be with it. And, and and I know both of you know what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Well, you look online and you see, like, the way, like, I don't know where your listeners are all from, but you'll see, like, you know, European firefighters or fires from across the across the ocean or whatever are always talking about how uh, American fire, firefighters have that, like, bravado and it's unnecessary. And, but no, that's that's part of firefighting. It's OK to be a little cocky. It is. It's part of it. You know, be able to back it up. But. It's just part of the job. And if you disagree, I, I'm sorry, but that that's my opinion. Like you, you kind of sometimes you got to kind of have that, you know, bull in a china shop mentality. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely right. Absolutely right on that. Um, let me see. I'll make sure I got everything. With that being said, um, I still want to know are, if some of those guys are still there. Uh, Stevie, is Stevie still up there? Stevie is still up there. Yep, he is. He oddly enough, he's a Colombian now. Oh wait, no, uh, he's coming down here. Actually, I don't know where, but he's coming to North Carolina, South Carolina, South. Yeah, because uh, EJ and John Lynn they live out in EJ's a fireman in Horry County, and he lives out there. Okay, um, trying to remember. Cake likes names. to add the H. Yeah, huh? I said cakes <laughs> like to add the H. <laughs> Uh, I know Scott Maya is in Florida. I think uh, last I knew he was in Texas. Okay, Texas. Okay, maybe yeah. somebody. He was like a chef or something like that. I will <laughs> tell you. Uh, Mikey Johnson. Mikey Johnson's still there. Yep. Okay. Yeah, look um, up <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, Larry Bolson. Oh, Larry's oh, still yeah. there. Yep. He's Larry. Larry does a lot for the fire department there. He does all the administrative stuff and everything. He's really like he's he does a lot for the the fire department up there. He's definitely a safety officer on any working fire. He's available to be at. That's for sure. Okay. Hey, uh, I'm going to I know John's going to know who who, who I'm talking about. Do you remember um, we used to call him Menachem? Yeah. Is, Is he still up there? I don't think so. No. Uh, okay. Isn't he one of the ones that went to Muncie? He was friends with Joel. I don't know. 
Did, oh, you're yeah. talking about the guy who made the grab with Scott that time? Uh, well, man. Well, the, well, grab. I, no, I only know him because, like, he was one of the coolest. Like, I call him a non-traditional Hasidic. Like, he was... Yeah, no. He, he was no, just, he, got, he, he was different. He was just awesome. yeah, no. He, I mean, yeah, but he no, he uh, he was only in maybe a few years. He was probably in maybe like six or seven years, and then he ended up getting married and having six kids, and you know, damn. There was <laughs> like there was four of them that were always together. There was Abe, there was Monaco, and there was Joel, and then there was because there, there was four of them yeah. that were all pretty much in around the same yeah, time. But yeah, no, he ended up he was there for a few years and got married and had all these kids and you know. okay. Okay. Um, damn. I uh, I got one more name. I'm trying to remember. All right. I, I can't remember his name, but I'm going to describe him. He was, I know he was a Rockland. Uh, he is, um, he, he had a daughter. I think your brother dated her at one time. You're talking about Lance. Lance. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he was like, like, I'm, I mean, if Lance is listening, I, I mean, no offense, Lance, but like he was scary. <laughs> Type. He he was kind of yeah. weird. Like he had yeah. that look. Lance, he had like some Lance, really dark Lance, humor. Lance 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 is still there. He drives the truck every day there. Damn. Okay. He's an old time. You know now he's an old timer. So that's all he does. He drives the truck every day. Okay. Uh, and- yeah, pretty much between Lance and KP and Eric. That's that's pretty much how the uh, Clint gets out. So. Okay. So still, those three are, are still getting that truck out. Yep. Damn. Okay. Uh, and Eddie Starr. Uh, I don't know. Eddie, Eddie's still around, but I think, I don't know what he's doing now. I know he was supposed to be retiring from the DPW and stuff like that. So I think he retired. Yeah. I think okay. he also just had a kid. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool deal. Um, it's crazy to hear. So some of these names are still getting the trucks out. That's uh, yeah. wow. <laughs> hey, um, any plans on, um, replacing the 1750? Cause my God, it took y'all long enough to replace the tanker. <laughs> uh i mean the tanker finally got replaced that old girl uh no i mean they uh they just bought two new trucks they just bought an engine and a ladder truck i saw for for the hill hooks the hill hooks yeah so i mean probably not i mean they the the problem is you know you're trying to deal with a village board that they don't know if they're going left or right you right, know right it's just it's 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 the hard thing when you're trying to deal with something like that it's just a very political, you know, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard time to get anything out of people. I'll right. buy my time. I have nothing nice to say. Yeah. Right. right. No, no, I totally get it. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep, we'll keep it there. Just like it is. Um, but no, seriously, I appreciate both of you coming on. Um, it was cool to reminisce chat, see, see yeah. where you guys are at, what you're doing. Um, it's crazy how we, we all started as volleys and now we're career paid and, my God, Lexington County is like I'm gonna start calling it Mini Rockland. I mean, 14 guys yeah. already. That's, yeah. that's wild. I mean, are, are you kidding me? I'm still volunteering, boy. I, I joined a, a company, a little mountain fire rescue, up by my house. Okay. Uh, once a volunteer, always a volunteer, bro. I have still have it. I mean, my wife's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Joining the volunteer company up the street." She's like, "For what?" I go, "I don't know to hang out, do fun things." So <laughs> do cowboy. Things? Yeah, I mean, she's like, <laughs> you know. So she's like, you didn't have enough for all those years. And for me, I'm like, it's never enough, honey. <laughs> but the day I tell you it's enough, I'm, I'm turning the pager off that, you know, then we have a problem. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Um, uh, before we leave, is there anything else you guys want to say? No, man. I was just, you know, it was crazy that Sitch was like, Hey, you know, this guy. And I'm like, 
yeah, he used to be in the Rocklands and thing. He's like, yeah. And then we start, you know, bullshitting about it. And, you know, he, yeah, he wants us to go on a show. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm down to do anything fun. So we were ready to just come up to your house and just have like a bullshit session. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said it on your back like, deck. I was like, nah, there, there's no need, but we definitely do need to get up at some point. That's that's for sure. So I can um, meet up. Cause I remember I spoke to EJ a while ago. He's like, hey, man, if you're ever in the area or something like that. So yeah. well, we need to try to plan something at some point so we can all do yeah. a, a reunion. Cause it's funny. Cause we'll um, we I have a guy that uh, Eric knows. Well, yeah, we'll go well, hang out in Joel's pool. Yeah, yeah. Joel was like, uh, or I'm sorry, Eric was like, you know Joel Spolster? I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's a new guy. He's like, yeah, he used to be at uh, Department 12. I was like, really? Yeah. And, and so I saw him not too long ago, and I, I, I told him, I said, hey, your nickname to me now is 12. I'm just going to call you 12. Because I had no idea you were from Rockland County. That's funny. Uh, but anyways, appreciate appreciate you guys. Um. It's been uh, it's this this has been a fun one for my first uh, you two I can say are my first uh, dual interview that I've had so um, I I'm, I'm very happy to be your first okay thank you <laughs> it's an honor <laughs> all right y'all stay safe all right, all right you too thank all you right. if any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator goal oriented hardworking humble passionate and professional regardless of rank career or volunteer contact me at student of the game fire podcast at gmail.com until next time stay focused stay committed and stay safe